is Grandma Esther's Eggnog Induced Christmas Call-In Extravaganza. Featuring the Euro Squad Podcast, Kid Flash TV Talk, Drunk Derek, and most importantly, you! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jing, jingle bells, jingle be- bells, get it? Because bell, bell, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, sir. I am living the nog, I mean the dream. <laughs> I mean, are you the... living? Are you living your best nog? Yes. <laughs> I am very much doing that. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing good. I'm glad. I'm glad, man. It is so glad to. Uh, I'm glad to hear from you. I'm glad that you were okay. Uh, as we were, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. Of course, it is Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas call-in extravaganza, and it's going to be a special one. But as is our tradition on this show, man, we we drink the nog, as the name would imply. And a lot of folks were worried that perhaps you had started pre-gaming it hard a little too early, and uh, and perhaps maybe fly, you know, maybe uh, maybe passed out. <laughs> is is that, that is, what happened? That that is that is indeed the case. <laughs> <laughs> you show up ten minutes late to your own live Christmas special because you nogged out too early. <laughs> man, somebody's got to represent Grandma Esther. No, man, we'll be gra- representing Grandma Esther all night. Now, I'm really excited for this. So, for those of you who have never listened to or never tuned into a Grandma Esther's before, this is how it works. It is our mid-season call-in episode it is our christmas special our holiday special we got our holiday cookies here we both have our uh, christmas eggnog uh bell cheers to you from across uh, a couple states and miles away i am sipping on this eggnog right now and in, uh, in your honor sir well i am doing the same Mm, mm. And we got to be careful because we got some feedback that uh, over the last couple of episodes we've been kind of slipping in terms of the uh, the 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 sound of smacking and drinking and eating on the podcast. That is not what we want normally. But <laughs> that is going to be a side effect of this episode. We're going to do our best to make sure it doesn't get in the way of anything because uh, we got a lot of fun stuff planned. And speaking of which, this is how this works. Those of you who are tuned in right now, you actually have the opportunity to call into the show. Now, we are using Skype this evening for the the call-ins. So, we got we got a lot of fun uh, fun stuff planned, man. We got a, a couple of uh, guests popping in here and there, a lot of that we're really excited about. And so uh, it it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I I think so too. Well, man, as uh, as folks are are um, giving us those confirmations and and getting uh, and we open up the uh, the Skype lines here. Let me first ask you, man. So we we've uh, we've we've had a lot of uh, fun this season. We talked a lot uh, time travel. We've talked a lot of theories. We've we've um, we've had we've we've had some uh, some fun speculation and that sort of thing. But ultimately, I feel like last episode was so different from what had come before that I almost felt uncomfortable leaving the mid season on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of one of those interesting ways to sort of, you know, dangle a season, right? <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, episode 100 was incredible. And so the very notion that, that you know, we go from that to crisis, or I mean, I know it wasn't called crisis, but precursor to crisis, if you will. Yeah, pre-crisis. Uh, pre-crisis. That is exactly what it was. You know, so from that standpoint, you know, it was just so very different from what had come before. And I feel like we left things with so many different um, theories. You know, Sherlabard is something that I kind of put out there, got some different kind of feedback on. Some people are down with the Sherlabard. Some people think I'm crazy. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that tonight because ultimately, like we said, it is about you. So y'all call in. Whatever you want to talk about tonight, uh, we will talk about 
with you. Probably, all right, we got we to make mention of this. Because of all the crazy technology that we've got going on right now, like literally I've got two different computers and my phone all operating everything at the exact same time. And so for that reason, uh, things might go kind of crazy. And if they do, we, we do apologize. We don't want them to go crazy. But uh, but in, in the event that we lose Bell, as we are wont to do in call-in live shows, uh, <laughs> everybody take a drink. It is a annual tradition. It is the annual Grandma Esther's drinking game. If we lose Bell, take a drink. Let's see. Joining us on the line now, uh, Cammy uh, of the Aero Squad podcast, popping over from uh, the Golden Spiral Earth of Earth. I don't know. Does Golden Spire have a of, uh, of a number, or is it just uh, the the Golden Spire uh, Earth? <laughs> Golden Spiral. We're using that in place of a number. I'm spiraling right in. I'm so happy to be joining. I love it, uh, Cammy. Welcome to the show. Did, is Bell? Bell, are you here? No. All right, everybody, drink. Everybody, drink. <laughs> It's, uh, Down the hatch. It's going to be. It, that's just going to be the theme of the night. Uh, Cammy, I'm. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here because, of course, we just had this massive crossover episode, and uh, you know, Bell and I, we we went. We've watched season one. Uh, we actually we watched season two, and I think somewhere around season three is where I kind of dropped off of Arrow. Um, right. And and not that I don't like the character or or enjoy a lot of the characters that are going around. Love Diggle. Uh, what a great addition to. Uh, the you know the 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 vast uh, green arrowverse as it were uh, from mm-hmm. you know uh, and then also Felicity what they did with kind of a, uh, a, a, a like a D list character if if even that mm-hmm. in the comics and turned her into you know kind of an A lister on the TV series fantastic stuff but ultimately mm-hmm. we're, we're a little lost uh, going into uh, going into this. A particular episode. And so in this one episode, and you got to understand, again, we, we haven't been watching the show, but in this crossover, we heard that not only uh, is Oliver Queen the mayor, but he's also in prison. Could you, could you wrap right. around a little context that for us? Right. Uh, and they in this crossover, I feel like they don't do the best job of specifying in which order that happens. So like, is Oliver Queen mayor in a prison? You know, right, that, right. I, I think that leaves questions, right? I am here to clarify the timeline oh, for thank you. you. Thank you. So Oliver Queen becomes the mayor of Star City last season, actually. And he is not the mayor this season, but sometimes they still kind of confusingly refer to him as the mayor. And this is sort of in keeping with, in the comics, Oliver Queen gets into politics a bit. So we see that referred to in the show when he does become um, elected mayor. The thing that makes us all run together is that last season's villain and this season's villain are the same person. So last season we have Ricardo Diaz show up and he's trying to undermine Oliver Queen's administration, which is not terribly hard, of course, because Oliver Queen doesn't have too much knowledge of politics. And he ends up going to jail. You're, just, you're for- saying that like somebody who's super rich gets into a place of political power and they're just supposed to not know what they're doing. That's crazy. It's wild, right? Cannot possibly imagine where they got that idea. Total right? fiction. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so Oliver Queen ends up going to jail because he does end up committing some crimes as mayor and, of course, has committed crimes before as a vigilante. Mm. And, you know, we may see it as for the greater good, but Diaz is able to paint it as something that's to the detriment of the city. So this season, we see him in prison for pretty much the majority of the season so far. He only gets out of prison right before the crossover. So that's why this is all kind of running together and the terminology they're using for it is a little confusing in this crossover. Gotcha. Okay, all right. Now, this is reminding me of a movie that never was, I think it was called like Supermax, where it was a Oliver Queen focused movie. This is before like, even before Smallville, when Green Arrow was starting to get in vogue, like 
And, and the concept, if I'm remembering correctly, was he was locked up into a supermax prison and had to fight mm-hmm. all of these villains during this prison break or something of that nature. Is that ringing a bell? Is there any kind of connection here? Yeah, it, I, I do think that they they do refer to it in the show as supermax, I think, throughout. And really? they kind of. Yeah, if you think of it in terms of, I'm trying to remember if they use that literal term, but they refer to it as levels, right? So he starts out at level one, and then level two is like the worst version of the prison and so on. And there's um, a quote unquote demon in the prison, which ends up being, I think, sometimes there's kind of an ongoing theory whether they're referring to Talia al Ghul, which is heir to the demon. Yes, um, yes. And she shows up in prison. That's not a spoiler. That's already aired. And then there's um, sort of. That's a spoiler to me. (laughs) Well, maybe you should be watching. You're right. I'm I'm realizing this as you're talking about like this. This season sounds incredible. I mean, has this been like, you know, I mean, obviously you guys are you've got your thumb on the pulse of the Arrow fandom. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, you know, it's as every TV show goes, there's there's been up seasons. There have been down seasons. Where does this one kind of qualify for for people who've been following Arrow? Like, is this is this on up there? Is it kind of lower? Where does it where does it land? I think it's pretty well received across the board as definitely one of the up seasons. So there was a shift in showrunners and the um, individual that they have now as the showrunner has been with the show for a really long time. So we're really seeing like she's been there since season one. We're really seeing a lot of season one, season two DNA in the show this season, which those were very well received seasons as well. So the violence is pretty intense. It's definitely a little bit stronger than most of the other CWD. DC shows it's definitely getting more to that arrow gritty street fighting a little bit less meta and a little bit more you know we see someone get their actual throat cut this season like it's it's pretty intense yeah (laughs) yeah all right I know right so you mentioned Talia I mean like is that the idea is that they're kind of seeding in a lot of different kind of bigger name DC villains in this or is she kind of the is she kind of the big bad that they that they name drop well, she kind of shows up as an anti-hero. She's not necessarily bad. She shows up as someone who has previously trained Oliver. She helps him get out of prison, but she's not really on good terms with him. Um, the big bad this season is actually a team of big bads. It's the Longbow Hunters. So last oh, season... Oh, had- wow. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Last season, we had Ricardo Diaz, and there was kind of an ongoing complaint, including from myself, that he didn't seem like that strong of a villain. And we were all kind of just like there looking at our nails, being like, so when is this going to get intense? This season, it gets a little more intense because this season he has an army and his army's pretty interesting. And we have a mix of sort of it's not just meta powers. There's a lot of like tech powers and things that are a little more true to Arrow and a little bit different from other shows that dabble more in the meta and time travel and so on. Oh, fantastic. OK, so so meta and time travel. I mean, obviously, that's been playing larger part as uh, things mm-hmm. have been going on. Now with um and, and correct me if I'm wrong cuz last we saw last we saw um the is it is it Black Siren or what what is yeah. the okay Black Siren so she's from Earth 2 and she mm-hmm. is a series regular currently on Arrow is that correct That is correct And she's the DA Right? It's a little wild. It's a little bit of plot holes, hand wave it away. But okay. she has basically <laughs> taken over Laurel Lance's identity. So okay. All right. Laurel that... Lance passed in previous seasons, but because Black Siren shares like the same body as her, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was able to somehow convince Star City that she's Laurel Lance and she is the DA again. And she's a bit of an anti-hero right now. She's not 
fully redeemed. She's still a little bit of a villain, but she works with Team Arrow sometimes. Okay. Similar to Malcolm Merlin, I suppose. Because she was kind of name dropped in the crossover where I think they called her and, and they said like, oh, you know, she says they can they can stay in prison overnight or something like that. And I thought, wait, right. I thought she was a villain. Is this like a villain trying to get one over on them or has she been pseudo redeemed? That's kind of a point of uh, contention slash theory is, you know, some of us want her redeemed. Some of us don't want her redeemed. Some people think she is. Some people think she isn't. I I think she made a fabulous villain. So I would love to see her kind of stay evil. But a lot of people do kind of want to see her be redeemed and yeah. carry on Laurel Lance's legacy. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a mystery right now this season whether she's helping them because she's actually partially good or if she's trying to pull one over on Team Arrow and will actually betray them in the end. So. That's something I guess we'll find out this season. It'll be interesting to see her her evolution as a character. I know Laurel was a, a beloved character. Um, you know the 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 Arrow fandom is very passionate, and so you know the the, mm-hmm. the no Laurel no Arrow hashtag obviously was going around. I had to say like I was kind of feeling that I was I was not happy that Laurel got killed. <laughs> I don't want Arrow to be really? canceled over it, but I really yeah it, it kind of I was like no don't she's the Black Canary and she never really got a chance to. To be the Black Canary. I mean, she did, but but not really. You know, she she right. was just starting, and so it kind of it was. I mean, it was the heartbreak brokenness that I guess they wanted you to have as a viewing audience, but but still, right. oh, it, it hurt. And speaking it was, of things, uh, oh, go ahead, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say it was just a really interesting journey, I think, for her because I think at every turn for Laurel, I was like, oh, but you could have written her this way, or you could have given her this opportunity or this power. And I guess by the time that she passed, I was sort of like, oh, you never made any of the decisions for her that I wanted. So I was kind of like, okay, cut your losses, start from scratch, build up <laughs> Black Siren, I suppose. And I think they're doing a, a better job with this incarnation, perhaps, where they're giving her a little bit more power and consistency of character. But um, it's a d- it's a different strokes for different folks type of thing. I'm sure there's those who are still heartbroken over <laughs> Laurel Lance as well, which is absolutely fair. All right. Now, speaking of heartbreak, um, I got I got I got I to gotta air some grievances here with you, because while this crossover that we just got was fantastic uh, and, and honestly, I, I, I kind of view it up there, maybe the second best crossover. In my mind, the first, the number one crossover we've ever had was actually last year uh, during the the Earth X crisis. And, you know, with, with all the amazing things we saw, of course, it was the first episode that we got introduced to uh, the girl that would later be known as Nora West Allen, the, the daughter uh-huh. of Barry and Iris, which I called immediately the moment she was on screen and looked at Barry mm-hmm. that way. I was like, that is a daughter looking at her father for the first time. I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. But that, that's the thing. They had such a beautiful way wedding and everything was going great but but i gotta i gotta air a little grievances about this because at the wedding uh, and and then at the later wedding every single time that it's like this big moment for for barry and iris all of a sudden felicity and uh, ollie have to kind of make it about them like you know oh we're, we're breaking up at the wedding and it's gonna be everybody's <laughs> problem even though we're all here to celebrate barry and iris or oh barry and iris are getting married oh hey y'all are getting married hey let's just make it a let's let's just make it a twofer right right now right now like oh, okay really you're gonna do this here too okay i see how this is. did they show up at the honeymoon as well that's what i want to know <laughs> well the honeymoon never aired on television but there was a deleted honeymoon scene where barry and iris have to rush back because cisco calls them for something and it's kind of funny oh, but that's funny, yeah Felicity and Oliver weren't involved in that. I do have, I'm going to acknowledge where you're right. And then I'm going to provide some counterpoints. Do it, do it. So here's where you're right. You shouldn't interrupt anybody's wedding for any reason. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 
I'm going to give you that one. You also should probably not fight at somebody's engagement party while you're at it. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> Iris needs a like a trophy for being the most gracious bride of all time. Like that's insane. That's where I'm not so sure because she had previously just desecrated a funeral. Oh, did she really? Yeah, was, she had. Oh, okay. Had, hang on now. She had tried to desecrate a funeral, turning it into a wedding just the episode prior. Like, literally grabbed a priest from a funeral, climbed over. Oh, somebody's okay. Like, yeah, no. So I'm... I feel like there's a little bit of karma. I will also oh, say, point. just just in terms of like semantics, it was kind of Nazis that interrupted Barry and Oliver's wedding, or yeah. Barry Iris's wedding. Not Oliver and Felicity. In fact, I, I guess it's kind of it's a little bit splitting hairs. But obviously, the wedding was interrupted by villains and then it was actually in that crossover mostly team arrow that saves them specifically (laughs) 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 oh please please continue (laughs) Uh, i would i would also say just in terms of specifically felicity and iris felicity and iris were paired up together during the wedding crossover and felicity saves iris's life a little bit a couple times and uh which is really cute actually I, i like that pairing but when they actually got to the the wedding that Felicity and Oliver quote unquote interrupt right and they turn it into a double wedding I'll just say by the way I didn't love that I don't think those two shows needed a double wedding I wanted them to have separate ones but with the way it was set up Barry and Iris were already married they had already had their wedding it was interrupted yes but like they had their big wedding they were telling Oliver and Felicity they were just going to run to the courthouse to sign the paper right they weren't like making a big deal of that part that they sure it was Oliver and Felicity's idea to bring Diggle in their friend and set up that thing at the park so they could have just a bit of a moment it was just like a a couple minutes of like a it, it was not the real wedding no one was in a dress fair there was point. no you know fair so point. I, was like, I, I guess it, it wasn't a big deal to me a because they had just all sort of saved each other's lives and b because it was like it was either going to be that or they're going to run over to central city all or, right all right I, look I'll, I, I'll, I will give you the the bad karma i did not think about the fact but you were totally right <laughs> that just the episode previous was when she was interrupting the funeral to get married yeah that, which is hilarious oh it was funny that was funny but but all right it's, it's Decent point there. Decent point there. <laughs> I don't know. I just the the weight of like you know one of the things I liked about this crossover versus that one is I feel like the last crossover was trying to put like Barry and our, our Felicity and Oliver on the same level as Barry and Iris. Like one mm-hmm. of these couples is like destined to be together, and the other couple is like just. I mean, like it's it's the one where you can see there's like there's a ton of chemistry but these two people really don't need to be together. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw Ollie and Felicity in their relationship where things weren't just like the worst. Whereas Barry and Iris are always yeah. like working through problems together. They have a healthy relationship. They need to go to therapy. There's a therapist on the flash that could probably help them out. <laughs> I don't know if they've considered that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're kind of, the, I'll, I'll tell you what area in which you're right. The people who write these crossovers always write Oliver and Felicity fighting they're they ne- right? like they're fighting in every crossover and i just want to i just want to say for the record they're not always fighting on arrow okay like okay sometimes they're a great like they i mean like you said they have fantastic chemistry but there's also a bit of 
so Arrow is all about Oliver Queen's journey, right? Like we love the side characters. I'm frankly sometimes much more into the side characters, but in terms of Oliver Queen's journey, it's about him quote unquote returning back to life after five years of quote unquote death, right? That's the metaphor, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Felicity Smoke as a character, it's referencing um, a character that was tied to Ronnie Raymond in the comics and she's a businesswoman. And we see that of course, right in the show, but as Felicity develops, we see in the flashbacks, she's actually referring to a different character from DC comics. It's death from the Sandman comics, which is a character that that's her like flashback version on the TV show. Interesting. Okay. Death from the Sandman comics is a character who is in charge of essentially escorting people from life to death and back, like back and forth between life and death. So while, yes, Felicity Smoke and Oliver Queen as comic book characters are not destined to be together the way Barry and Iris are together in um, every version of the comics, right? Or I think most versions of the comics. Felicity as death is intrinsically tied to Oliver's journey, almost more as a part of his character rather than a separate character herself. So that's where I get kind of the destiny part. And that's where I think there's a bit more conflict and tension, which like you said, there's chemistry and the sexual tension and all that. But that conflict and tension comes from the fact that she's supposed to sort of be his guide. We see that when they first meet, you know, she's more of that light and she kind of brings him out of the light. And then there's parts where she, he has to actually kill people when he hasn't killed in ages. And she's the one telling him to kill. So she's not like a moral compass trying to make him be good. Sometimes she's encouraging him to kill and sometimes she's encouraging him to not, but she's that voice that kind of guides that. And even though, you know, her name is Felicity Smoke, I definitely see her more of that death character. And I think that's kind of what's missing when we analyze those two, because otherwise sometimes they don't make sense. And the comic, um, side of it is that you know you have it become a bit soap opery because soap operas are comics and comics are soap <laughs> exactly, operas right yes this is true especially in the crossover of course whoever writes the crossovers really seems to appreciate the soap opera side of relationships because they seem <laughs> very soap opera but in the show it's more just that that conflict and that tension where it's not supposed to be them being on the same page because they're supposed to be very very different people whereas Barry and Iris they grew up together raised by the same family frankly that's a little weird but it's okay and if, because of that it's not full-on like- <laughs> lannister okay it's not full-on it's a little lannister but it's not full-on lannister it's like lannister light <laughs> it's lannister light <laughs> that is exactly but it's, right it's- it's cute, but Barry and Iris, you know, they're they're very similar and they have very similar upbringing and they can, you know, probably they're the type of couple that can finish each other's sentences. Whereas sandwiches. Oliver and Felicity, yes, sandwiches. Oliver and Felicity are just a very different DNA. And the, in the crossovers, they often compare the two couples. And I, I, I'm not really crazy about that because I think they're good in their own right. They're very you know? different. That's good. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about it from like cerebral standpoint. But I tell you what, Cammy, you have successfully sold me on this season in particular of Arrow. So I will be Aww. definitely picking up uh, this season to go and, and start from the beginning. And I know that after I watch every single episode, I will be turning in, tuning into the Arrow Squad podcast. You want to tell folks a little bit about that show and how they can uh, follow you? Sure. So I co-host a podcast called Arrow Squad, which is um, the podcast covering Arrow for Golden Spiral Media. We review Arrow episodes every week. We chat about what we liked, we disliked. And by we, I mean me and my co-host, Martin the Flash. So you can uh, you can see he's a, he has a bit of an affinity for other DC TV shows as well. And we chat about all the heroes and villains and everything showing up on Arrow. So we'd be happy to have you listen and uh looking forward to hearing your guys's podcast the rest of the season as well all right cammy well cheers to you i raise my nog to you guys and uh happy holidays to you 
thank you. Same to you. Uh, hello? Bell? It's so dark. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, sorry. I've been in I've been in the sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could make that joke. All right. <laughs> All true. right. Let's see here. Oh man, uh shout out to uh Aero Squad uh for popping in and, and giving at least me some education, Bell. I you you at least heard, right? Like you were able to listen in. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's it. That's, I, I had no idea that there were parallels between Felicity Smoke and the Sandman comics. No idea. That's 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 uh, her take on it. Yeah, and I, I mean, like you know, without listening, I, I it's she makes a compelling argument. She I'll definitely say. makes a compelling argument. All right, so let, let me see. I want to try something this next call, and let's see, because I really don't want to drop you. <laughs> I mean, I just like I. I've been pounding Nog, so you know what. All the more, no, happens. all the more reason why I don't want to drop you. Okay, I think, <laughs> I think if we do it this way, we might be good here. I refuse. I refuse to live in a world where Bell gets dropped every single call. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, when I finish this second pint of eggnog, I only have like a little bit left before I have to go crack open my second bottle. No, because yes, I did buy two bottles. Well, that's the way to do it. That's that's the way Grandma this... Esther does it, man. That's that's the way you got to do it. <laughs> This program is brought to you <laughs> by original brand Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog, <laughs> made with real dairy cream, rum, brandy, and blended whiskey. Uh, buy yours stuff. at your local liquor store. That might be what I'm drinking too. That sounds that sounds. It, I saw your picture earlier. Yeah, Pen- I think Pennsylvania Dutch is like the that's the OG uh, premixed. That's as close to Grandma Esther as you're going to get. If you're going to go store-bought, that's that's the way you're going to get. Well, we are not going to go store-bought. We are going to go authenticity here, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us on the line yet again, the the queen of Flash knowledge, the uh, the Encyclo-Flashpedia, the the, the keepers of the holocrons that are the Speed Force, ladies and gentlemen. Karen, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. How about you guys? We're doing good. We actually have Bell on the line, so nobody drinks. Everybody's yeah. Still- I mean, you, you don't. You can drink if you want. I'm just. You don't have to. But you don't have to. <laughs> but you don't have to. I uh, already have. <laughs> we would be both. <laughs> you are. You are constantly keeping folks informed, and um, you know, kind of giving out the brain teasers and different uh, uh, deep cuts into the comics on Twitter. Uh, you know, like I said, I mean, like. When it comes to when it comes to any kind of commentary, especially during the live shows, if you if you put it in the comments, if you tweet it, I'm like, and it's it's different from what I thought. I just assume that you're right and I'm wrong. <laughs> like I was I was like, well, if Karen said it, that she, it, it it's probably right. And I'm probably wrong. I, I don't think I am, but but Karen said it, so I, I must well, be wrong. Not not necessarily. I mean, I have been known to be wrong. Impossible. Even with Flash. <laughs> That's when you go back. You change the timeline to make it so that you're right. Exactly. So, so what do you think about this season thus far, Karen? I like it. I really do. Where does it rank um, overall? Do you think? Well, just what the name drops. Oh my gosh, the name drops are fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you got Danny. You've got yeah. just so many speedsters that they're name dropping. I mean, do you think um, this is they are seeding out stories that we're going to see later on down the road, or do you think it is really kind of uh, you know, name dropping for the Easter egg factors? It might be for the Easter egg fa- um well, I mean, Danny is a, from a different Earth, and I mean, so is Carrie, so is Red Racer, so is so many speedsters. It might be more Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's a good point. Actually, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, you know, a lot of us after the, the crossover episode, we started our imagination started running wild with, 
you know, the various DC TV shows that are currently out there as well as the ones of the past. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the reality is if we talk multi multiple earths, we've seen multiple earths that don't necessarily have their own television series. I mean, Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, is there a particular earth that you hope that we get to spend a little bit more time in or better yet? Is there a speedster from another earth that you hope that we get to uh, invest in a little bit more here in the near future? Actually, I would love, love, love to see red racer. I want to say earth 18. He's ah. off of Multiversity. Oh, nice. Okay, so it's, uh, from Grant Morrison. Okay, right on. Um, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like we never got to cash in the check that was the Accelerated Man. Yes, I was yes. about, to, I was about to speak specifically oh, yeah. of Accelerated Man because, like, this is another speedster that we've had on the show that they were just oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, by the way, this guy's out here, but bye bye, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> one of the more elusive speedsters though even in the comics yeah but all the more reason to dive into him in the show you know I, in a recent episode too i i thought that perhaps the twins that we've got uh that we made mention of might be some future speedsters and, and reimagining of masaminos from the teen titans Mas oh, yeah. yeah what do you what do you think i mean do you think do you think these twins are going to end up being speedsters of some sort um maybe in the multiverse but probably not on earth one okay all right fair enough Fair enough. Where do you see the season going ultimately? I mean, you know, with the with the crossover episode, there was, uh, you know, there's a lot teed up for next year. But but what are we seeing oh, yeah. for the end of this season? Something with Cicada and maybe a little bit of Reverse Flash. So Reverse Flash, you don't think that he's going to be a big bad for the second half? You think they're, it's more of setting him up for the following season or not at all? Well, I think it's more good. I think, I think it's going to be more like... He's going to be woven into the background so much, especially with Nora, because I'm pretty sure he's the one that told Nora, you know, you have powers. You know, your mom is stopping you from being this hero like your father. With Nora in particular, there's a lot of theories going around that she is a villain. Do you think that Nora's going to be end up being a villain? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's definitely a reason that Iris stopped her powers from her, her having her father's powers. Thing is, with the future, especially in the comics with Don and Dawn, which are Barry and Iris's kids in the comics, they actually had to hide their powers in the future. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Actually, that uh, that goes into Bart, even. Sadly, Don and Don both die. Spoiler alert! <laughs> and the Dominators actually kind of kidnap Bart as an infant. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the original Bart Allen of the comics had some sort of disease. It was either him or his mom had some sort of accelerating disease. Does that sound familiar? Um, that actually happens to a lot of the speedsters' kids. It actually happened to Giant Irie, which are Wally's two kids. Yeah, they have accelerated aging, and Bart definitely had that problem until he went. Uh, he and Iris went back into the past to see Wally, who has experienced problems because it has to do with the actual speedsters' powers and kids. It's a generational thing. So do you think that it's possible that we could see Nora maybe suffering from a similar affliction? No, she's already an adult. Well, um, but you know, they, they reimagine stuff all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I definitely know that. Something like a late onset 
aging acceleration disease that, or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, you know, we, we obviously, you know, we're, we're on record as saying we don't want her going anywhere, but if they ever had to write her off the show, the notion of her having that disease or something like that, I mean, I don't know. Mm, that's really unlikely. It's, it's more because, um, when they're younger, their bodies are still growing. Their bodies are still becoming adults. But once they are adults, they don't really grow anymore, and their powers are actually equalized. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so let me ask you this, Karen, because this is you—you mm-hmm. you have seen on Twitter. I've, I've posted out. Uh, I have got a whiteboard in my office. And, oh, the whiteboard. Yes, yes, I have a massive whiteboard. Now, on the other side of the whiteboard that you never see is all like legitimate work stuff. But, but the other side <laughs> is a is what I what what I have called Eobard's personal timeline. It's Eobard's timeline, mm-hmm. and I I literally for for a couple of days in a row I would start off my day moving this little dot along this thing. To see to make sure it works. I did I had I prototyped Eobard's timeline several times out <laughs> until finally, after some great feedback from yourself, I, I, I find like I've, I feel really confident in the timeline that I've put together. but but what say you? am I am I on to something here? Or am I am I missing something with trying to kind of piece together Eobard's timeline? Well, the thing with Eobard, especially with him time traveling so much, you you can't you cannot think linearly. You have to follow Eobard himself back through all of his jumps through time. That's right. In order to actually like make any kind of sense with it. Because especially uh what was that season two, I wanna say, was the first time that Eobard jumped back in time and he never even knew who Barry was. He only knew the flash. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we, and we, at the time we were trying to figure out exactly if we might see more of that remnant of him popping up even later in the current timeline, which I suppose is possible. I've actually gotten now to the place where, because in, in Eobard's timeline, there are about, there, there are two very specific holes that we don't know the answer to. And that used to drive me crazy but now I've gotten to the point where it's like, no, 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 they'll, they'll pay it off. They know what they're doing. We'll, we'll, we'll get that. They, they, they seed a lot of these different stories in time, and then they can kind of go back and tie that up later because the mm-hmm. timeline is malleable, yes? Yes. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, well, you, that's the big revelation that came out at the was it episode 100, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's the big reveal going into the second half of the season. It's uh, going to be Crisis of Infinite Eobards. Oh, <laughs> dreams yeah. do come all, true. All the different Eobards that Bo has predicted and failed <laughs> are actually real. And they're all going to come back and they're all going to like, you know, fight Highlander style. There can be only one. And then the timeline <laughs> oh will God. be fixed. Right. It'll be, it'll be all these different Eobards that are all these different uh, Tom Cavanaugh's. But then they'll also be uh, HR Vitar. He'll be like the one, yeah. you know, <laughs> non-Eobard. Well, well, that'll be uh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> HR Vitar never existed unfortunately but <laughs> well they, they, they kind of already did that they had one on uh it was a legends episode where you know the eobard brought a bunch of time remnants to that one yeah. battle and that oh, yeah. was that was kind of neat yeah but, but that wasn't ta- yeah, that you was said e- you said infinite earths you didn't say time remnants you said eobard's that's, infinite earths that's true we got to get all the council of wells is because each one of them is an eobard i think oh, 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 <laughs> 
I, I'm telling you. <laughs> you just wells, blew my mind. Wells, not wells. Every wells that they've ever come across is an Eobard in some different scheme. <laughs> okay, all right. Here, oh, what about Harry? Come on. Well, no, Harry is the well, old, except he's for Harry. Ha- Harry, Harry is and yeah, HR. Harry, Harry, really, HR dead. I really, really, really don't think Sherlock is is a Eobard at all. All right, all right, all right. All right. Listen, listen. All right, so, so I, I, my, my Sherlock, I, I still maintain that. Mm. The way that episode was structured opens the door that Sher- Sherlabard is a thing. Uh, however, this last best episode with him sending um, uh, uh, money to his ex-wife on Earth, you know, 38, 30, 32, 25, 36, wherever they're from. Yeah. Uh, when With that, with the alimony check, it was spoiled for me that we would have an episode. I, I probably shouldn't even say this right now, but I will because I've had the eggnog. It was spoiled for me that, that we're going to have an episode coming up about Sherlock's uh, or Sherlock, uh, his, uh, his ex-wives. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, well, Eobard wouldn't have ex-wives. So I guess he's not Eobard. And then it also made me realize like, cause you know, this guy's like been chilling out on his earth and everything else. But then I realized we don't know what earth Sherlock is from. And on top of that, if all of these different ex-wives are from all these different Earths, it's very possible that Eobard has been going around from time to time, marrying all these different women and kind of spreading out the gene pool, if it was, as kind of a backup, right? So now he's got all these like EO kids that, that are all out there and he's, he's trying to pull a, a fry from Futurama. He's trying to b- become his own great ancestor. <laughs> Yeah, he's about to have some like EO child payments here in a minute if he keeps that up. Well, that's why he's got to rob the bank. That's why he becomes a villain, man. He's got to pay for these kids. <laughs> exactly. I think you're reaching a little too far there. I might be. I might be. That's just the nog talking. That, that's all that it's is. It's not a nog. It's not that. <laughs> well, remember, I mean, Barry did let go of that Earth X earbard. That's true. Yeah, he is Eobard. That is the Eobard. And that is, uh, that is it, it would seem that that is the Eobard that we are dealing with now. Um, yeah. But uh, we, will, like we will find out. Well, Karen, any other uh, last thoughts before we let you go here? I literally have my Crisis on Infinite Earths comic next to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, Anti-Monitor. Yes. The Anti-Monitor so, so, okay. cometh. Who do you want to see cast as Anti-Monitor? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Um, I really don't know about that. Or voice, I guess, depending on how they do it. I like your voice. <laughs> yes, Bell for Anti Monitor. I would be the Anti Monitor. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'll work. Well, Karen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm down. Uh, if anybody knows anybody at, at the CW, let them know I'm available, and I will do it. That's happening. Well, Karen, thanks so much for, uh, for uh, letting, <laughs> for calling in slash us calling you, and thank you so much for <laughs> jo- and joining us on this episode and. Uh, yeah, happy holidays to you and Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. And if you like any Flash Comics trivia, look me up on fa- on uh, Twitter. That's right. Where can they follow you? Uh, I am at RedFBlueD. Yes, Flash trivia on almost a daily at this point. I mean, it's uh, it's solid. Uh, Never take weekly. The the Flash the Flash discussions go on more than just weekly though. Like I feel like the questions oh, go God. out and the discussion continues on. So <laughs> it's always a blast. Yeah, I- I've got flash trivia from golden age to whatever is the newest. So <laughs> nice. All right, Try your luck. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. I, am I, am I here? Or You're here. Bell okay. man. Look, I, I, I gotta, I gotta make this up to you, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm like, I'm glad that we had you for Karen. So that's good. But I, I, I do feel really bad about losing you early on for the, uh, for, for our, for, for our pseudo kind of crossover call with arrow squad. 
was, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I wasn't looking forward to that at all. You, you know, know. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Look here. I, Is it? I got something for you, man. I think I think you're gonna enjoy it, and I, I think it's gonna make up for everything. Well, it better. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Here we go. Are y'all ready for bell? Man, how you doing tonight? Y'all ready for Bell? Super glad to hear it. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell. Man, how you doing tonight? I'm still full from Thanksgiving. Yeah, dude. Like just one one man and uh, you just roll in. That's that's how it rolls. Bell. Man, how you doing tonight? Bell, bell, bell. no that was great yeah all uh, is forgiven yes 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 (laughs) shouts out of course to uh mike who does our our post-production and our editing who uh who put that together (laughs) yes that was that was wonderful (laughs) glad you got a kick out of that man we're getting uh some great comments and questions actually in the in the chat tonight um you know we've got some folks that either uh, can't download skype or or, are choosing not to here so um shannon asked a great question earlier in the chat let me see if i can find it here please explain how slash why the timeline isn't falling apart and changes all around with nora being in the present and why isn't she experiencing all the side effects like barry did in season three when he went back and changed things Mm, that's a great question i was literally thinking about that earlier today um so so here's my thoughts on that i I, i'm thinking that because all right well so i've 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 got a theory, but what what do you think, Bell? What what do you what what's your what's your thoughts there? Well, you know, it's it's one thing we kind of talked about how where uh it's it's similar but it's different to when Barry did it. Uh in that like it's she is coming back and she's from the future, right? And she's changing events that happened in the past. Whereas Barry went back, changed something in the past and went back to the future and was experiencing the different realities, right? Um, so it's, if she were to return to the future, I think then she would see those side effects occur, but since she's still in the past and she's still editing and time isn't necessarily, you know, solid as, as, as we found out, you can manipulate the time stream. Then I think that's kind of why she's not experiencing those things. That's what it seems like to me is that since she's in the present that she's manipulating and she hasn't returned back to her present that she's not experiencing, uh, any of these side effects because either it hasn't solidified yet or it's um i don't i don't know it's 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 interesting so that's good um you know my logic with time travel on this show is what we saw happen is what happened right like and and it's up to it's up to 
ultimately it should be up to the writers, but but in in lieu of get out or until we get the explanation, it's up to us as fans to kind of let our heads wrap around it. So here's here's my thoughts, right? The time wraiths are protecting time. That's what we've been told. Yeah. That's what we've seen them do. But they don't do it all the time, so to speak. They they only it only seems to be at certain moments in time that the time wraiths feel like they need to interject. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, the times that we've seen it have been things that would be detrimental to the space time as is, right? And so they go in in those situations and go, hey, you can't do this. You're going to break yeah. stuff. And then they, they, you know, police you and whatever. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't at one point Barry was going back in time to change, I think like re change Flashpoint or, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, Jay actually stops him on the way there and then they kind of chill out in the 90s to have a conversation before going back to the present. At the coffee cup where they're talking about like breaking time. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so during that entire ordeal, notice there were no time wraiths. Even though we had somebody who was existing out of time in a timeline relatively comfortably, the time wraiths weren't actually getting involved. Well, that's because he hadn't changed anything yet. And I, I think ah, in, in this, because uh, okay, okay. Shannon, Shannon brought up the, the comment here, but why doesn't it change? Like, why doesn't she change herself at any given moment? Right. Like, so, so for example, like if, if Nora, you know, she cuts her arm in the past, would she see a scar appear kind of thing? Like that's, that's the, I, th- I think those are the kind of changes that, that Shannon's talking about. Sure. So, but she doesn't exist in the past yet. I mean, it, it really kind of comes to whether or not, like whether or not she will exist, I think is the big question mark. Uh, which would have the most, you know, immediate impactful thing. I mean, we talked about this, right? Eobard was existing in the past and making substantial changes to the timeline. He up well, substantial changes, yes, but they all ended up with the same end result. Like it, it's it's the kind of talk where they're they're talking well, about. How- okay, okay, but it, what I was gonna say is he made substantial changes to to the timeline, but not to his personal timeline. Every change yes. he made didn't necessarily impact him individually up until Eddie eradicates himself. And then that ends up impacting him. Same thing with, with Barry, right? When Barry goes back and um, even post flashpoint, we see that the timeline after the flashpoint change for Barry is very similar to the point where there are only minor changes. However, for other characters, it's substantial. You know, the fact that a child isn't even born and another child is born in its place or the fact that, uh, uh, somebody dies. So literally somebody's entire life has been eradicated. What, what they may do, any children they may have like that, that's substantial differences, like substantial impacts to the grander timeline, but not necessarily to Barry's timeline. And I think Barry's timeline is what matters here. I think that the time rates are trying to preserve a certain timeline. That is one that is kind of mangled with other people coming in and out of the timeline. So it's not necessarily changing the timeline. It's about changing it apart from what the time wraiths are trying to protect. In other words, anybody that changes Barry's history significantly is is what they're going to go after. In potentially, things. potentially Barry's. Yes. And and they I, it, it may be that they can change his history. Well, but Barry is the speed force, right? And okay, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they can make changes and alterations to Barry if they are supposed to. But if they are diverging from what they're supposed to do, then the time rates are going to step in and set them back on the right course. Well, yeah, it, it seems to me like the end result is this, you know, past, present, future Barry as the speed force, right? 
like that's that's the end result is that like Barry becomes the Speed Force and the Speed Force and becomes Barry, right? Like so, yeah. Barry ends up becoming the Speed Force, and then as a result of that, because time is irrelevant to the Speed Force, it creates Barry. And so, if there's anything that's going to go and happen that, that's going that's to interrupt right. that's that. Good, yeah. Or change it from that end result. That's why I think uh, that's when the, the the wraiths come in is because it's like okay, well, you know, this is going to end up changing the speed force fundamentally, and so it's not going to end up in that in in that end state. Interesting. So it has it has to be in that end state. Yeah, because if it doesn't make up make it to that end state, everything else is messed up. But like Nora doesn't necessarily factor into that. Well, okay, so so Shannon is also by by he's he's cheating here. Or she's cheating here. Uh, by by asking questions in the chat as opposed to calling in, uh, <laughs> but but so kind of clarifying here, asking the question of why isn't Nora losing her powers the same way Barry is? I, I maintain that any speedster is able to access the speed force as long as Barry or another speedster is generating it. Barry is tied to the speed force. There go as he's running, he is generating speed force, and it's the same you know source of the power that all speedsters can pull from. The reason why Barry was losing his speed was because he wasn't able to generate it. You know, there was nobody right. in the, it's the same thing with uh, Eobard. Eobard wasn't able to access uh, the negative speed force because he wasn't able to convert speed force because there wasn't any speed force to exist. That's why the moment in episode 100, when we see uh, Eobard in the guise of Harrison Wells before the particle accelerator go off, when we see that little, you know, negative speed force kind of lightning go between his fingers, it's him feeling something that he hasn't felt in years because... He hasn't had access. There hasn't been a speedster present to generate that speed force. So that yeah. that would be why, in in my understanding anyway, she's able to maintain her speed while you know while Barry was not. So right and yeah, because again, it goes back to what I was saying about the the, the speed force in state. Right, Barry has to get speed yeah. in order for the speed force to to happen. And so as long as that happens. Nora, no matter what she changes, is not going to impact that unless there's some kind of change that she does, in which case that's when I think a time rate would show up yeah. is, is if she does something that's going to impact the end, end result of the speed force. And so, yeah, like, you know, when reverse flash went back in time, uh, he there there was no Barry yet. So there was no speed force. And um, there, you know, when Barry went back in time and stopped his mom uh, from being murdered, there was no speed force because Barry never became the flash. That's and, good, yeah. and, that's why they had no connection to it, but Nora still has connection to it because Barry ends up ultimately becoming the the Speed Force in uh, whatever timeline they're in at, sure. at the moment. Yeah, so so Nora hasn't had enough of an impact on that to really do anything. And we've talked about it before. I mean, you know, Nora's connection to the Speed Force is pure, and uh, and that you know we see it in a yellow fashion the same way that we see jay jay when jay's running into it you know he's he's got uh yellow speed force as well like there's a pure connection there the when actually when when uh, iris was connected to it it was a pure connection you know there was the the purple tent and we kind of you know theorized that perhaps that had to do with kind of a additional familiar connection the reason why it was pure was because there was a link of family or, or perhaps a link of love that goes into that as well um again that's going kind of cerebral into it and i really wish they would kind of dive a little bit more into that, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that we might get that in the future, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it won't. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's one of those, it's like, you know, you and I can talk about that for hours, but like how much would everybody really want an hour long explanation <laughs> of <laughs> everything that's been going on? Well, you know what? You know what? Look, time travel is difficult, but they say that some of the mo world's most difficult, challenging questions as adults, we can't quite comprehend, and we just need to have more of the mind and the innocence of a child. So, man, you know what? Let, let's do that. Let's try to put ourselves in the minds of the child with this year's Kid Flash TV talk. 
you know what time travel is? Um, it's traveling for time. Is that right? Yeah. Is it traveling like forward in time or can you go back in time too? Back in time. Back in time? Uh-huh. Now, is time travel real? Probably. No. Probably. Oh, uh, probably and no. What if I went back in time? Did you know, did you know that the Flash could go back in time? No. Yeah, he, he can run really, really fast and go all the way back in time. And so can his oh. enemies too. Yeah. Yeah. What if I went back in time? Wow. Would y'all go back in time? Once you get, when you get old enough, if you had time travel, would you come back in time and visit me when I was uh, younger? No. no. Maybe. <laughs> what would you do? What, what, what age would you like to see me at? Uh, two. You want to go back in time and see me when I was two? I want to see you when you were 11. When I was 11? What do you think I was like when I was 11? You had blonde hair like me. I did have blonde hair like you. That's true. Maybe you went to uh, high school at eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was. I think I was in elementary school then. Oh. But you could be right. It's that's math, and I'm I'm not the strongest at math. Ask me a question. Okay, here's my question for you. If you went back in time and told me when I was a kid that I would grow up and have two daughters, do you think that would have any change to the timeline? No. No. You think it would just always be that way? Okay, all right. What if we went back in time and told me that I should move to Australia and I never met your mom? Would that, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Would that, would that mean that you would no longer exist? No. No? What do you think? I don't think so. Uh, maybe. You would still exist? Well, let me ask you this. If you went back in time and told me to move to Australia and I never met your mom, so y'all were never born, how would you even know to come back in time in the first place? What did it have even happened? Just zigzag through the time. Zigzag through the timeline? So what if I go to the future and I see that you are both superheroes? I would be Super Pikachu. Su- Super Pikachu? And I would be the Princess Smash and I could fly. That's pretty good. What about Super Speed? gonna be super speed you're gonna have super speed too i'm gonna have super flying speed to go up there instead of down well let me ask you this is daddy always right about time travel yeah Yeah. and and is daddy always right to guess that eobard thon is the answer to every question Yeah. yeah yeah very good children very good now is there anything else you want to say to everybody Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays from Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, yellow, yellow. yellow. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Oh, they grow up so fast. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was adorable. Time travel explained, right? We got it. We got it all figured out. I think. And when we also got verification that everything you say about Ebarthon is true, so yeah, I mean, uh, listen to the kids, man. They know. They know. I will yeah. say. I will say this. I loved um, uh, when my oldest, when I asked her about, you know, oh, you know, how how does this work? And she went, oh, and then she did zigzag through time, and I was like, you know what? That is probably up on. <laughs> that is that is the most likely answer to that question that, that the CW is going to give us. He, he just zigzagged through time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, ladies and that gentlemen, true. joining us yet again here on Flash TV Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Allen. Hello, hello. Man, Dave, how's it going tonight? 
Not bad, Bo. Yourself, you too, Bo. How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty good, man. Got a bunch of eggnog in me, feeling nice. Yeah, that's good because <laughs> nobody drinks, or you know, you can if you want to. But we did not lose Bell. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm shocked. I'm frankly shocked. This might be the first time that we go an entire Grandma Esther's with only losing Bell once. That's my. That's my hope. That's my goal. That's twice. Well, well, twice. Well, that that one didn't count. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Dave, man, this season, what you thinking so far? So far, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm getting really into the time travel stuff. I especially like during the uh, 100th episode, all the Back to the Future stuff that went on, especially back in time over from Ralph. That was great. Oh, yeah. You need somebody in the room that's going to be that guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the one thing I, I have been wondering throughout the season, because it's been so much on time travel, is what actually happened to the original Barry, the one that chased Eobard back in time to set off this season yeah. and the seasons and going. We actually, uh, if, if I'm, so I'm thinking that he probably returned back to his time since we've now seen Barry do that, where he'll go make, sure enough, make some alter, you know, alterations and then return back to a timeline, you know, now affected by his actions. Uh, although not necessarily affecting him personally per se, I, I think that's probably what happened, you know, back in season one and season two, like that was a big question for me as well. But since then, we've kind of seen him do this. Like we now, now we actually have seen how time travel works, at least for him personally. And I would imagine that that he he returned back to his uh, back to his time. And I would also imagine that we will end the season with that battle yet again. Like I think that we will see uh, that Barry Allen uh, by the end of this uh, series. Could okay. this be the Barry Allen uh, that goes back to the room, like shakes his head at the other Barry? Tells him not to do it and then goes back. Could that be the season five, Barry, going back to the season? Was that? Mm. Uh, Yeah, no, I think I think so. I think I think absolutely so. Although we did see that we did see one of the berries disappear from the room um, as the time was kind of as as the timeline was being impacted by what was going on in the present. You know, we've talked about this before. The way that uh, changes to the timeline work is it is whatever happens uh, whatever happens affects the the now versus the later or the what happened before. And when we say now, we're talking about specifically what's now happening for for Barry. It's his personal timeline that we're kind of tracking along with. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's that's a good question. Okay. It might be worth going back and taking a look at. I you know what? I need to make a new. I've got Eobard's timeline. <laughs> new whiteboard. Yeah. I could, <laughs> I've got, you know, like I said, I've, I do have important stuff on the other side of that whiteboard, but I can just take a picture of it and then just flip it over and, and do berries. <laughs> I've thought well, about doing I... a conference call and just doing a whole PowerPoint on this. I, I don't know. The reason I've been wondering about it is because I've picked up on a lot of the stuff you guys have mentioned over the last couple of your episodes uh, for the Flash TV talk. And, well, you, you brought it up again tonight with uh, Eobard in that in those season flashbacks to when he, they're running around the past. That he lost his connection to the negative speed force because Barry never became the Flash because his, because he killed his mom. Now that's Barry's personal timeline. Didn't that wouldn't that have affected that OG Barry maybe, and he would have just disappeared out of existence? We don't know that that OG Barry wasn't impacted by that action. Okay, we've been making a lot of presumptions about that Flash and the past. I mean, like if going back and listening to <clears throat> earlier episodes of Flash TV Talk, we made a ton of presumptions about who that Barry was, and even okay. the notion that. You know that Eobard's timeline, uh, you know that the Barry would be kind of connected to that. We didn't take into consideration that Eobard would impact things, or things would impact him such that that his timeline would no longer 
essentially exist, but that theoretically, uh, Barry could still interact with him, you know, a, 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 a remnant, so to speak of him along the journey of becoming and along right, the journey right. of creating the flash. So yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think that the, the Barry that we see is going to be our Barry in the future, not necessarily a Barry. Hmm. I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. For all intents and purposes, I think that the Barry that we see there is a, a Barry that, w- that is going to be our Barry in the future. And I think it's someone gonna, we're going to be familiar with. Yeah, exactly. I, I think we'll even follow him. I, I guarantee, I, well, I would almost guarantee that the final episode of this season or of this series rather is going to be Barry fighting Eobard, uh, going through time back in the future past. <laughs> back in the future past. Yeah. I love it. I no, love I think it. so. I no. mean, like the other thing no, too agree. is that yeah. we, we, you know, but in part of the in part of in, in my mindset, in, in order for a lot of that to happen, we need Eobard to successfully for, you know, I guess, fix himself or, or you know, I've, I've gone on different thoughts on this. Is 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 Eobard going to find a way to revive Eddie and thus rebuild his own timeline? Or are we going to see a Eobard that is divided from everything that transpired before, you know? Is is it going to be just he popped over a time remnant of him popped over to another Earth, waited out there like a bunker, and then once the changes to the timeline were made, came back over unaffected because he was on another Earth at the time. I was on the moon at the time <laughs> with Steve. With Steve, <laughs> did you brush your teeth? <laughs> yes. No. What's correct? That's correct. <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was getting married several women on various Earths at the time. <laughs> And now I'm back and I'm Sherlock now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. you know, I don't know. That that, that kind of makes sense. Um, I, I could see that. One thing that I would like to see with all this time travel stuff would be either like a future Barry coming back to a past Barry or a um, future Eobard coming back to a past Barry. This, this could set up something very interesting. And saying to him, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, we, we, we got back to the future references. Uh, you know, I, I want a Terminator time travel reference. We, I feel I'm like we've jealous. had Terminator right. time travel references. Have we not? Uh, I don't remember any. I feel like. Yeah, that. I don't Maybe either. We Maybe we haven't. But um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But like, you know, the only the only reason they, in my mind, could not or would not do the future past as kind of the conclusion of the series is that that's kind of a downer to end things on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're starting right. You're ending right where you started really by, by doing that. Nothing actually happened. Everything was for naught. No, everything did happen in order to get there. Like it, it's a, well, yeah, I think it's actually a, on a, on a thematic standpoint, it actually closes the loop quite nicely, but, but well, yeah, with all the time travel, you're right. It would. Yeah. I think the main thing is that we need Barry. Uh, we need we need maybe maybe Barry after doing that coming back to the future as it were uh and maybe like you know and maybe seeing maybe seeing maybe coming back after after that whole ordeal and then you know maybe thinking about his mom maybe like looks at a picture of her and or a picture of his parents and then walks into a room and Iris is there and she's holding little baby Nora you know what i mean and then it's literally him going back and seeing you know Nora's namesake you know what I mean? Like it, it, it. There could actually be a very sweet moment. I have the scene. Yeah, go yeah. for it. All right, everything like you just said. Barry goes back. We see pregnant Iris come, and then like you know, sit next to him on the couch or something like that. And uh, he puts the picture down, 
and he's like, I think I decided on a name. What do you think about Nora? Uh, but that didn't work, though, because she yeah. already knows. She's already met Nora. That's true. Yeah, that's, that wouldn't work. Well, maybe, okay, the, the, the time's going to be erased, and Nora's not going to come this season. <laughs> Only Barry's going to know about it. That would be really sweet to see. No, no, I don't want to take it. I don't want to take away what we've gotten. I've, I've enjoyed, I, I, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what'll end up happening? I mean, like you know, we could see Nora removed from the timeline. We could see her go back to her future. Um, you know, we could see her legitimately stranded in the present. There's, there's just a, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. The fact that she can go back and forth, and apparently has been going back and forth between the present and the future without everybody knowing, also potentially opens up a lot of doors for yeah where things could go as well, right? Yeah. Um, mm. I was thinking about this and, uh, it, it was, you know, um, uh, it was what Shannon was talking about in chat. So like the first time we saw her go back to the future when she's talking to Eobard and Iron Heights in 2049, uh, we just get a, a brief glimpse of that. What if we start seeing her weird, uh, speed force symptoms occur while she's there? Cause we didn't get enough, ch- enough time to really see them happen, uh, when she was on camera beforehand. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we, it's everything's going to be crazy and it, and it sucks. We have to wait so long to find out the answers, but I'm very curious as to what they're going to do. Dave, where do you think the second half of the season is going? Well, the way I've laid it out in my head is I'm sure we're going to see some more. Eobard. I always love some more. Bard. Maybe even as Shirley Bard, I'm coming around to your theory partially <laughs> because they introduced the guy without a pipe. That's ah, true. That's true. You can't have Sherlock without that. a pipe. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to that. And uh, let's see. And there's going to definitely be a, in, in my mind, a bigger presence of Icicle Senior because we just got that little bit with him in the beginning of the of the first half here, and he, he jetted off to wherever, and that's got to be tied up. Yeah, that is sure. true. That is, and it is kind of interesting because we got this big reveal and big kind of explanation for Caitlin's backstory, and then we also mm-hmm. got the you know the the discovery that she's kind of the silver bullet to take out Cicada. Right. And so it's almost kind of like okay, well. You know, did we seed that out for later? I mean, well, we it's very possible actually that Icicle Senior might end up being more of a villain for Batwoman. That's possible too. Interesting. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, we got the the drop of uh, you know, Dr. Freeze. We actually got a chance to see uh his wife over and during the crossover, mm-hmm. uh, as well as that freeze technology. So I think it's very possible that he might be a bridge between the two shows. You know what I mean? Batwoman may even yeah. call up Caitlin when she's trying to deal with, uh, with when she's trying to deal with Nora, not not our Nora, Nora, Nora Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, th- that was one thing that was kind of confusing to me because you know I, everything that I'd known about Doctor Freeze beforehand, Mister Freeze, if you will, um, Nora was frozen because she had this you know disease that was in an uh, advanced stages, and uh, you know Victor was trying to cure it. And so she was frozen, but now she's unfrozen in Gotham and in, 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 uh, the, the, the Arrowverse. Is that something that's happened in the comics that I just missed out on? No, no, I don't think um, so. I don't think so. Okay. Cause I, w- I was sitting there thinking, okay, did, did Victor have a daughter? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this can't be his wife. His wife's supposed to be an icicle. And so I was, I was confused. No, I'm man, just gonna say I, that. I, I like, I mean, like, I think they're just reimagining it, which is perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they've reimagined a ton for this universe and it's made for a lot of fun, fun stories. So I, I, I totally dig the idea that perhaps, you know, it, he just, did he actually say Victor freeze or did he say Dr. Free? He said Victor freeze, didn't he? 
Yeah, each well, time uh, Mr. Freeze has been referenced this season, it's well, always been Victor. Okay, so it has been Victor. Yeah. I was about to say, because if it was just the the title Doctor, it's very possible that the Doctor he was referring to was Nora. But yeah, I guess I guess if he said Victor, then that and means... the gun the gun said V Freeze on it. Yeah, V dot Freeze. Oh, so placard. she was straight up stealing her husband's gun. Yep, yep, stealing her husband's gun. Oh man, and, and an easy explanation for. Uh, Nora Freeze being out was simply it's a holdover from the crossover because Destiny was rewriting time. It doesn't necessarily mean it That's got true. all rewritten back tomorrow. Uh, That's a very good point. That somehow <laughs> I managed <laughs> to miss the entirety of reality had been rewritten, but somehow I was like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Nora Freeze is out of cryostasis. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. All right. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that like passed me by as well, but yeah, that's a that's a good catch there. <laughs> Very good catch. Right. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> well, here's my thing though. If that can, if that threw us for a loop, what did it do to general audiences? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. It depends on what their Mister Freeze knowledge is. You that's know, true. I, that that would be my assumption. Yeah, interesting. Well, all right, all right. Well, uh, Dave, uh, what else, what else you got for us? Uh, this uh, this wonderful Grandma Esther's. Are you, are you drinking a little bit of the nog tonight? I can't actually drink nog. I'm allergic. So I have been drinking uh, whiskey and cola. Oh, hey. Hey, there you go. Grandma Esther approves. Uh, but, uh, oops. <laughs> as, as I knock down cans and everything back here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so uh, anything else you got for us before we let you go, man? Oh, uh, no, not on uh, not on this. I've pretty much thrown out all my theories that I've been uh, running with the last few weeks. It's been fun. All right, man. Well, th- mm-hmm. thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you, guys. Bell? H- hello? A- hey, man. All right. We got a third drink. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, it's you know it's fewer than than in uh, previous episodes. Is it? But is it though? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want to say there's that one year I got kicked off like five times, that was and bad. there was like four or five cases of alcohol poisoning in the <laughs> in the in the chat, <laughs> and uh, those medical bills I covered them, and so yeah, it was it was a very bad year for me. Look, Chad's been uh, great tonight. <laughs> of course, we've enjoyed doing the uh, the shows live this season thus far. We've been using of course Facebook Live, and if you go to uh, Facebook.com/slash Flash TV Talk, be sure to like the page and uh, join us as we go into the next season uh we, we enjoy doing them on wednesday nights at 5 p.m uh, central time uh we got the feedback from you a lot of y'all are still at work at that hour and we understand that um so who knows maybe maybe the time might change next season but for this season going on 5 p.m central time uh, at facebook.com slash flash tv talk i got somebody special calling in here uh oh joining me on the line bell bell do we still have bell bell yeah, i'm here oh all right nobody drank this time uh, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, returning two weeks in a row. Like, like, like this is this is this is huge, ladies and gentlemen. Derek W. Russell. Actually, I think it's W. Derek Russell. But but he he's here. It depends on what Earth I'm on. Oh well, you are you are officially now uh, returned to Earth Two. So uh, welcome, sir. How you doing? I'm here. I uh, this stuff is uh. This stuff packs a punch. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't think there's any eggnog in here. This is just straight bourbon, isn't it? That, that's how Grandma Esther does it? Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Power through. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, man, we, we talked about a lot of the crossover last week, but but man, uh-huh. uh, what do you want to talk about? What, what, what is the, what, is, what, is, what do you want to share? Uh, uh, I want to talk about you, you both. You want to talk about you. Can I tell you? 
You're so cute. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to happy to be here. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas to all of you. And to all. Uh, oh, wait. No, that's. that's... Um, you already getting rid of me? Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know something that's funny, guys? You two, like, like you're my go-to whenever I get super drunk. I always text Derek and I always text Bell. And those are some of the best texts that I've ever received. I know, but I really need to put Bo's name in my phone because every time I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> who is this person? Hey, this. I, yeah, you know what? You know what? You're, you know, you, you, do you do you, you want to know what your um your handle your your name in my phone is, uh, Derek? I don't know. Do I? Uh, um, yeah, I've got you in as guy who has less one TV. Opening up some old wounds there. I've though. got you in mine as burglar. Oh, <laughs> I prefer rogue, or I will take brogue because Bo and rogue makes brogue. Brogler. I, I, you know what? I, I like it. I, I will be the brogler. Well, you should have me in as Bovitar. Where's Bovitar at? Bell, have you seen uh, Bovitar? He's he's, he's 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 been hanging out with Alvatar. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember Alvatar? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a deep yeah. cut to a podcast that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you you quit your podcast, man. Why'd you do that? Because we were never as good as Flash TV Talk. No, no. Look, I love you. I and uh, we just couldn't. We couldn't do it. We were just like, why continue? And really, what it came down to is. Please, dear God, help me. He's got a gun against my head right now. No, 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 no. Don't you, don't you daredevil season three me. And I can't help it anymore. And he told me if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Uh, is that Bovitar over there that's doing this? Because it's not, it's not, it's not this Bo. I don't know. I don't have his name in my phone. He just keeps showing <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I just thought it was because you got scared because I can open clams with my feet and you can't. <laughs> that was pretty scary. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I, <laughs> There's a deep cut. Let's talk about that. <laughs> That's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. Not only that you that you say it, but that you at some point learned how to do it. <laughs> That's, isn't that like so deep that it wasn't even on air? Like like aren't we now referencing No, that was on air. Oh, was it on air? At some okay. Point. But okay. It's it's that you found out that that's something you could do. Like <laughs> Superman knows he can fly because that's a pretty yeah. He jumped one day. He's like, hey, I could fly. But at some point, you had a clam on the ground and you were like, wait a minute, I think I could do this. I, I could solve this problem. I spent five years alone on an island. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to pass that time somehow. Come on. I spent seven months in hell trying to open clams. <laughs> Those seven months were the worst of my life. But now, now I can open clams with my feet. I am foot clamber. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, do you, do you guys remember that time we were on the CW? Like, like, <laughs> we, we did. But remember, like, we actually, we, we were, though, like, like I was, I was on a commercial for the yeah. CW. I saw my face. Yeah. That, like one time. <laughs> I love, I love Steve. It's just like back to you. Who? Who's that? <laughs> I'll know who that is. I'll I'll know him. I'll know him. Steve who? Hashtag Steve who? Hashtag how did he get this number? Oh, he doesn't have it, so he's not calling in. Steve. It's all right. I talk I talk to a lot of podcasters now. You know, it's Bo. fine. It's fine. Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Bo, you're drunk. 
I it's Grandma Esther's, dude. Like, Give me your keys. I don't even have keys. You can have the car. <laughs> you take. I'll I'll hang on to the keys and you hang on to the car. I'm running home, baby. Yeah. <laughs> hit by a car. Either that or get swallowed by a pothole. You know what I'm saying? Running home to me. Yeah, running home to you. Yeah, man. <laughs> All I want to do is run back home to you, Steve. I'm singing to you. All I want to say is, why won't you call me, man? It's called me. Hey, guys. Uh, so this has been a special Grandma Esther's. I, I think it's been super special. Yeah, I, I can I agree with that. I, I think you're super special, man. Look, you look, look. Hey, here, uh, let's let's all raise our uh, glasses of eggnog, uh, and cheers a man, a myth because you know you never see him anymore, and a legend because he might not really truly exist. And of course, we'll talk about Derek Russell joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Derek Russell, uh, thank you, thank man, thank thanks for calling in, brother. Toast because I drank all mine. Well, I've I've got I've still got some. Hey, what do you do when you start running out of eggnog, but you still got the whiskey? You smoke mistletoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it at home, kids. All right. Derek Russell, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Derek, where can people uh, keep up with everything that you got going on these days? The hospital. I smoke mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> or? Please help. Or? I'm at Starville's House of El Krypton. That's where we cover the sci-fi's Krypton show. I also do With Bright Austin Green. Uh, it's a podcast I host with a guy named Brian Austin Green. I, I hear that's over. surprisingly funny, or or that's, in, inconspicuously funny. What was the what was the uh, the I E E radio? Uh, surprisingly, what? surprisingly funny. Surprisingly funny. Yeah, that's like yeah. a burn compliment. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the so official. Weird. It should be the yeah. official tagline of the show. That was that was some some website talking about celebrities that had podcasts they're like the duo is surprisingly funny and i was like this <laughs> website surprisingly <laughs> doesn't suck <laughs> wait 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 this is about celebrities with podcasts so it was Derek russell and guest <laughs> yeah, no, it, was it was i was a footnote to a footnote <laughs> oh man but anyway yeah find me there and at the hospital can somebody please take me to the hospital Oh, man. All right. Well, so let's get Derek to the hospital. Let's see you, brother. And Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Mer- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> okay, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Bell. Bell, did I lose you? <laughs> okay. All right. Good. No. Oh, it, is, it has been a special... It has been a special... Uh, Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas calling extravaganza, man. The eggnog has been flowing like the honey. I just, with that last toast that we just did there, uh-huh. I'll have you know that I finished an entire 750 milliliter bottle oh, of eggnog. Oh, he's been <laughs> the recording. Oh my gosh. Anybody <laughs> know how many calories that is? Two- I, I think I... You I think to, I drank like 40,000 calories of eggnog tonight. You got to run it off, man. Look, you know how... Yeah, it's only 14.75%. No, I think that's not too bad. You know you know how, like, for the long... Like, for... for since, uh, Early on, like, we had a, a, a desire. We were like, you know, if we could get anybody from the show on, we want it to be Gorilla Grod. Because that was the whole... Ring that Grod, you know, is the whole thing. And it was like... Yeah. It was great. And then we had uh, Sobolov on, which was amazing. Yeah. We, we kind of achieved our goal... 
and then then we have kind of we haven't really had a had a goal. And you know, everybody's like, oh, we'll get Grant on. I'm like, yeah, anybody can get Grant on. It's super hard to get Grant on. Anybody can get Grant on. <laughs> but uh, but you know, we we like to do things very very you know uh, specific. We want to have like a, a solid set goal of of who we go after. Here's here's I think my my new goal for the show. I, at some point, at some point, they have to Bell. They have to. This is a time travel show. And she is, she's basically a top, she's an A-lister on the show. They have to bring Grandma Esther into the show. I think that Barry runs back in time, or maybe yes. Nora, and and meets Grandma Esther. And 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 we, you know, I, I I think at one point I pitched an idea that like she's like some sort of super spy or something of that nature. And I was I was gonna say, uh, have you seen Into the Spider Verse yet? No, no, but I'm going to because we need to do it for panel to screen. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. So then I won't say what I was going to say because I mean it's it's eh, yeah it's yeah I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. But hey, yeah. can I take my kids to that? I thought I could, but I just want to make sure. I think so. Yeah, it might be. It might be a little scary at parts. Yeah, uh, see, that's the thing. They get kind of scared at stuff. They got scared. My my oldest got scared with Finding Nemo when the shark came on. I th- and that was when she was like a year a year ago. She might be past that stage. Now. Scorpion's scary. He he's got scorpion legs uh, and okay. a big scorpion tail. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go see it because, like I said, we're definitely oh doing gosh, that for Penelope. So screen. Which man, this is you know we should mention this. Of course, we're on we're on a mid season hiatus, but you still got content coming your way on Flash TV Talks uh, feed by way of panel to screen. We've got a review force into the spider-verse coming we got a review for aquaman coming uh Which, can i say i'm excited for aquaman i'm kind of excited for it too i i don't have high hopes at all like i, I don't think it's going to be good but like i'm <laughs> really looking forward to that movie <laughs> i know i i'm like i i think it's i you know i'm trying not to get my hopes up yeah, for it yeah but i think it's going to be the um it's an attempt for marvel to try to like course correct right and bring no sorry that's a marvel uh, said it's marvel. an attempt for uh, dc to course correct and bring their 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 uh <laughs> they bring their franchise their universe more in line with what audiences want to see <coughs> marvel films <coughs> well uh, <laughs> I, I i don't i don't know if that's true or not i i just i just think that there's something about jason momoa's aquaman and like making aquaman is kind of like this you know a biker dude type, you know, that's not at all like the comic book character. Like, I don't know. There's an Elseworlds nature to this that I'm kind of excited about. I think I, I'm looking right. forward to it. I'm looking forward to no, it. No, yeah. It's one of those things where, like Aquaman's a ridiculous character. And so you can't make a dark and gritty Aquaman. It just doesn't work. You make it lighthearted and fun. And then it doesn't, you, you, it, the ridiculousness of it doesn't grate against it. It, it. it, you know, rides the curl of the wave, so to speak, with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, again, my hopes aren't very high, but I, I'm still excited to see it and into the spider verse was great. So yeah, we got both of those coming on panel to screen. Yeah, definitely coming to panel to screen. Is. And, uh, you know, so like I said before, at some point, man, they're going to put, uh, grandma Esther in the show. And when they do the actress that portrays her is going to be like our top tier, you know, like, like got to get her on the call in show interview or bust. Like that's going to be whoever it is. Like that's, that's gotta, you know, that's, that's, she's, 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 she's going to be our goal. Like we, we got to make that happen. Be and and when we do it, well, we got to We got to get her to like sing some Christmas carols with us or something. I don't know. We have to, we have to figure that out, but she's coming. I promise you at some point they got to put grandma Esther in this show. And I know that CW people listen to this show, uh, writers, producers, somebody. There's like 12 executives in the chat right now. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Come on, you guys. Like, just <laughs> cut us some slack here. Let's get Grandma Esther on the show Astor. so that we can have a new goal for an interview. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That'd be, that'd be amazing. We need to see that yeah. happen. 
Got some great, uh, great, great uh, actresses out there that need to take on that that top tier role. I'm telling you. Well, man, uh, we we do need to uh, thank Grandma Esther for uh, being such a a. Uh, an iconic character in the CW TV show, The Flash. Of course, that's the TV show that we talk about on a weekly whenever the episodes are out at flashtvtalk.com is where you can find the subscription links and all that kind of good stuff. You can keep up with us throughout the break at Flash TV Talk at the real Bo York at ring that bell. You can follow us on Facebook for the live stuff at facebook.com slash flash TV talk and all that information and more can be found at flash TV talk.com. But bell man, we have been pounding the nog. You sir, more so than me. I'm not going to lie. I got, I got to drive. So I haven't been going too crazy. I'm at home. And so this entire bottle is done. Well, I tell you what, man, we started a tradition, I think two years ago about how we close out these and, and man, we're going to do it. We're going to do it that way again, because it's the way that grandma Esther would do it. It's the way America does it. And it seems to have worked out pretty good so far. So happy (laughs) holidays from flash TV talk. And we will see you after the break. Take us out with noggin. Take this drink from me Cause I can't drink it anymore It's got too much bourbon for me Feels like I'm knocking on Grandma Esther's door Hey, 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 hey Knock, knock, knocking on Grandma Esther's door. Hey, 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 hey. Knock, knock, knocking on Grandma Esther's door. Yeah. Knock, knock, knocking on Grandma Esther's door. Ooh, yeah. Knock, knock, knocking on Grandma Esther's door. Grandma Esther, pouring some out for you, but not really because I'm drinking it. Best eggnog in the world! For the most alcoholic grandmother in the world. We love you, Grandma Esther. Merry Christmas. And to all 